the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you again for joining me. Hey, in these last two segments today, uh, tomorrow is Good Friday. And uh, that's a holiday for us here at WRFD, Salem Media. So I will not be with you live tomorrow. So I wanted to take these last few minutes just to share something about the Easter story that you might find interesting. I certainly do. Here is my question. Why is it that not one of the disciples expected to find an Easter Sunday morning empty tomb? Why is it that not one of them expected the resurrection on the third day? Not only the disciples, the women who followed Jesus, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, not one of them anticipated the resurrection of Jesus. Let me take you to Luke's gospel, chapter 24. Uh, Let me read just a few verses. Uh, Luke's gospel, chapter 24, beginning in verse 1. Now, upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher. These are the women, the followers of Jesus. They had begun to embalm the body of Jesus, but the Passover was coming, the Sabbath, pardon me, the Sabbath was coming, and they couldn't continue it. So they put Jesus in the tomb, rolled the stone across the door, and they decided they would come back on that first day of the week and finish the embalming process. Now, they hadn't thought ahead about how in the world they were going to roll that stone away, but they were so filled with grief and sorrow They really hadn't thought of that. Anyway, back to Luke's gospel, chapter 24. Now, upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Now, at that exact moment, they should have said, Well, of course, he told us he would rise again. But that's not what happens. In verse 4, it says, And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Now, we know that these are angels. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, the angels said to them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Now, what's that all about? Well, if you read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 
you can find at least a dozen separate times and places where Jesus told the disciples and many times the women that were with them that he was going to go to Jerusalem, he was going to be arrested, he was going to be tried, he was going to be convicted, he was going to be killed, but that's okay. Because on the third day, he would rise from the tomb. Now, if Jesus told them that over and over and over again, then why is it that not one of them got the message of the cross, which was the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ? That is the full meaning of the cross. It is not just his dying. It is not just his rising. It is his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that truth, that message was presented over and over and over again. And yet they never got it. Even though it was taught to them by the greatest teacher that ever lived. Jesus Christ himself, God in the flesh. How is that possible? How could they miss the message of the cross? Well, that's what I want us to look at in the few minutes that we have left in the program today. Let me take you back to Matthew's gospel and chapter 16. Matthew's gospel, chapter 16 And let's look at verses 21 and 22. It says this, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples. Let me just stop right there. Because of that wording, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples, it is implied that Jesus is beginning something here that he is going to repeat over and over and over again, and he did. All right. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem, suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Meaning, Peter heard it, but he didn't get it. And then if we go right across the page, I want you to notice something very, very specific. Matthew chapter 17, verses 22 and 23. It says, And while they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, He repeats what he did in chapter 16, different time, different place. While they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, Remember, The angels in Luke 24 that we read just a moment ago said, Hey, don't you remember what he told you in Galilee? Well, here it is. And while they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men. They shall kill him, and the third day he shall be raised again. Now, that's the best news that human ears had ever heard. It was a message of salvation. It was the prophecies that had been given hundreds and hundreds of years before being fulfilled. It was Psalm 22. It was Isaiah 53 being fulfilled. 
Jesus had come as the suffering Savior, the Lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world. And Jesus is sharing with them the wonderful, indescribable news of the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And yet, how do they respond? I would submit to you that in these verses, we find the very first recorded human response to the message of the cross. Now, I didn't finish the verse. Again, verses 22 and 23, Matthew 17. And while they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And the third day he shall be raised again. And they were exceeding sorry. Say what? The greatest news that has ever been given to mankind? The very message of the gospel? Centuries of prophecy being fulfilled? The Christ, the Messiah, was going to die. And then he was going to rise supernaturally and miraculously from the dead. And it says, and they were exceeding sorry. Now, I'm coming up on a break. I'll explain to you, I think, why they were sorry. But there was another reason why they missed the message of the cross. And I will share that with you as well. When we return, you're listening to Bob Bernie Live. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. I'm going to have very little time here. So if you're listening before, before the the, uh, break, I asked you this question. How is it that not one of the disciples or the women who followed Jesus expected to find an empty tomb on that first Easter Sunday morning? Well, I read to you from Matthew chapter 17, verses 22 and 23, where Jesus clearly laid out, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to be arrested, tried, convicted. I'm going to be killed, but it's okay because on the third day, I'm going to rise from the grave. And when the disciples heard that message in Matthew chapter 17, it says they were exceeding sorry. They were sorrowful. And that's amazing because it was the best news that humanity had ever heard. It was the essence of the gospel. Well, why is it that they were sorry to hear that? Well, here's what I believe. It's not what they wanted to hear. It's not what they expected. You see, The disciples were not expecting a suffering lamb. They were expecting a conquering king. They had been under the thumb of another government for over 450 years. It was the Babylonians, the Greeks, and now it's the Romans and the Jews hated it. They wanted to be set free, and they were looking for a Messiah that would raise up a military overthrow of the Roman government and reestablish the throne of David in Jerusalem. That's what they were looking for. 
That's why they wanted to know, hey, who's going to sit on your right hand, your left hand in your kingdom? They weren't talking about a heavenly kingdom. They were talking about an earthly kingdom. They thought that the Messiah that they were following was going to lead this massive rebellion and overthrow Rome, and they would rule and reign with Jesus, the king on David's throne in Jerusalem. That's what they were expecting. And when Jesus began talking to them about being killed, crucified, being buried, they missed that whole thing about the resurrection because it's not what they wanted to hear and it's not what they expected to hear. Well, I would submit to you that that's why many people reject the message of the cross today. They want an easy believism. They want a Christianity that is easy. And that's why, pardon me, but that's why the prosperity preachers are so popular. Come and follow Jesus. You'll never get sick. You'll never be poor. You'll live in big houses and you'll drive nice cars like the guy on TV does. Just come to Jesus. All of your problems will be over. When in reality, you know biblically that when you come to Jesus, many times that's just when the problems begin because you enter into spiritual warfare. And if you study the history of the Christian church throughout the centuries, you know that often, in fact, usually the followers of Jesus throughout the centuries have been persecuted, martyred, killed because they followed the cross. You see, when we follow Jesus, we take up the cross. That's what Paul said repeatedly. That's what Jesus said. If you want to follow me, take up your cross. Following Jesus demands absolute surrender, not an easy way, not a path strewn with flowers and roses. And that's why many churches have departed from the real teaching of the cross. And it's all about how to be happy. They missed the message of the cross because it's not what they wanted and not what they expected. But there's another reason. When we go over to Mark's gospel, chapter 9, once again, Jesus, as he did over and over again, tried to tell the disciples, going to go to Jerusalem, be arrested, tried, convicted, killed, buried, but it's okay on the third day I'm going to rise from the grave. In Mark's Gospel, chapter 9, it says this in verses 31 and 32. For he taught his disciples and said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. But they understood not that saying and were afraid to ask him. That is the second recorded human response to the message of the cross. The first one was they were sorry. The second one was they were afraid to even ask him. Why is it that many people reject the message of the cross today, complete, total, unconditional surrender to the cross of Christ, because they're afraid of what might happen if they do? They're afraid if they really surrender their husband, their wife, their children, their job, their health, if they really surrender everything to Jesus, what might Jesus ask of them? 
In my generation, the fear was, oh my goodness, if I surrender all to Jesus, he's going to send me as a missionary to Africa. I don't know what people's fears are today. But many people just refuse to surrender everything, all things. They won't have any fun anymore. They won't be able to live in that big house. God might ask them something uncomfortable and unpleasant to do. They might have to give up something that they really, really love. And so they hold back and they refuse to surrender to the cross. You see, all of the disciples and even the women who followed Jesus, and the most amazing of all is Mary. I mean, talk about someone having a direct connection to heaven. Mary was visited by angels, had a virgin birth. And yet even Mary missed the complete message of the cross and did not anticipate finding that cross empty on that first Easter morning. I believe it's because the message of the cross is not what they wanted. It was not what they expected. And they were afraid to ask any further because they were afraid of what it might demand of them. As we enter this Easter season, I hope and pray that you have not missed the obvious like the disciples did. I hope and pray that there is nothing in your heart, nothing in your life, nothing in your family, nothing in your finances that you are withholding from the Lordship of Jesus Christ. When you gather with your brothers and sisters in Christ in church this Sunday, we are going to rejoice in the resurrected Christ. We will sing wonderful songs. We will raise our hands. I hope you will hear a stirring message about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But I also hope that you will find a time to understand in a deeper way what the message of the cross really is about. You see, when the disciples heard, take up your cross, crosses in those days was not something pretty, shiny, that you hung around your neck as an ornament or as jewelry. They knew it was a place of suffering, death, absolute surrender. And that's still what the cross means today. But, there is also resurrection. After death comes life, and we will not experience the full abundant life of Christ until we have come and surrendered all and died at the foot of the cross, and then and only then can we experience resurrection life. I hope you have a wonderful Easter weekend. Thank you. But please, wherever you go, whatever you do, remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.